You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about last night's episode of Bachelor in Paradise with one of the more ridiculous storylines they've ever done in the history of this franchise, and that's saying a lot. And then we're going to talk a little bit about yesterday's date on The Bachelor. I've got some more information on that, although I'm not going to give you every detail of it. I have most of the information of what happened. And then we're going to probably talk about uh, some other things going on in pop culture, including something Beverly Hills 90210 related. So get ready for that. That's going to come up momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. You don't need a million pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That purchase, all you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash realitysteve. Okay, let's get started on last night's episode. There was kind of a lot that went on, I would say. And what's funny is this show on a week-to-week basis, remember last week, what was the big thing? Like anything that anybody kept talking about last week and the thing that they focused on the most last week was the Romeo, Kira, and Jill triangle. If I'm not mistaken, Bachelor Data had Jill as the most camera time last week. And while that's great, they didn't even touch on the Romeo, Jill, Kira stuff until 8.40 Central Time. It comes on at 7 out here. So an hour and 40 minutes into the episode is the first time we ever hear them pick up the Romeo, Jill, Kira stuff. This week was all about Genevieve and Haley, both having complete meltdowns because other women are coming on the show. And, you know, yet again, this is something to where we get this every single season, and it literally makes no sense. The whole point of Paradise is going down there and meeting a bunch of different people. If you hone in on one person, the show will absolutely 1 billion percent make sure that they will try and break you guys up or separate you two and send somebody in because they don't want you locked in on one person. But yet every season we get contestants that get on there and they're upset because someone that they like is talking to somebody else. Like That's the whole point of the show. I don't know why these people do this. Every season, Genevieve and Haley, Genevieve and Haley were just, I don't want to say out of control, but it was, you're watching that last night. You're going, what are you guys doing? This is what the show is. But, you know, they have both taken to Instagram to basically say, leave them alone, take it easy on them. And it's like, look, again, do we, do they deserve hate? Do they deserve death threats? Do they deserve to be called names? No, no, and no. But we're allowed to criticize and we're allowed to talk about what we saw on television last night. And I'm sorry, that was not normal behavior. Either of them. You know, I I understand where Haley's coming from. I understand where Genevieve is coming from when they say what they do about the episode. But I mean, that's the thing about going on this show is that they claim that they don't care what people think. But all of them do, and all of them do way more than you think they do. And the reason they're putting that statement out is because they don't want to be criticized. Why else would you come online and tell people, hey, go easy on me? And it's like, 
yeah, because you don't want to be criticized. And you got to you just got to be able to deal with it. Laugh at yourself instead of getting defensive about it. Because in that aspect, I think Genevieve and Haley, like, they didn't do anything horrible. They didn't do anything we haven't seen in the previous seven seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, to be honest with you. We always see contestants every season that just have a complete meltdown when someone they like, someone else walks in, and they get all jealous and get all nervous that the person that they like is going to go for that person. And they get all insecure, and they get upset, and they cry, and they run off camera, and then they close themselves in the bathroom. Like we, Nothing that Genevieve did last night, we hadn't seen seven seasons in a row before this. It's just, you question, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's, I know, I know. It's easy for me to sit here behind a microphone. I'm not there. I don't deal with it. It didn't happen to me. I get it. But when you see it every season, you kind of need to know what you're getting into. But... You know, there was a lot of things I, I think I think the biggest thing to talk about last night was this Sally storyline. And Sally was the woman who came on Clayton's season but then rejected his rose before the first night because she had just ended a marriage. Uh, her wedding was supposed to be that day. She had ended it a couple weeks earlier and all this stuff. The bottom line is everything about that story was so produced and so not true and so exaggerated for comedic purposes. And while some people might have thought it was funny, I mean, if you really dig deep on something like that, that is an absolute hack job by the production to basically attack Sally. Sally was in Mexico, and she comes on the beach at some point. Whether or not they show it being filmed, I don't know. But she definitely goes on the beach. And I reported this all back in June when I was giving the spoilers. But that was... That was a hack job by production to make a girl look bad. And I'm sorry, like, why would people overreact to a suitcase with Sally's name on it? Who sees a suitcase of somebody that they think might be coming on the show, even though they don't see her on the beach? Who sees a suitcase and says, yeah, let's just open it. Let's open it and go through her stuff. Everything in her suitcase was planted by production. Sally did not pack a waffle iron. Sally did not pack a vibrator. This was all done by production. They convinced those girls to open up the suitcase so they could get, I don't know, comedy out of it. The other thing is, has these women never seen a vibrator before? And a vibrator that's turned on? Like literally screaming at the top of your lungs because you see a vibrator in a suitcase? I mean, it just... Look, I'm here to tell you the behind-the-scenes stuff about the show. That's why you come to this podcast. That's why you come to my site. It's what I've been doing for years. I'm here to tell you nothing about that story, nothing about the Sally stuff is even remotely true. It was done for production value. You can't I, You can't even send a suitcase somewhere else if you don't board a plane. I, I don't even think that's even real. Sally was in Mexico. That's why her suitcase was on the beach. She did end up going. I think she comes on the show next episode or maybe before. The, I, I, She was there. I told you this back in June she was there. But they were just embarrassing her. She didn't pack a waffle. Nobody packs a waffle iron. I'm sorry. She didn't pack any of that. That was done by production. They convinced, somehow they convinced Lace and Jill to open it up, which, again, just... Head scratching, just logically, why would you open up somebody else's suitcase? What would be the point of that? It's not yours. If Unless you thought, I was going to say, unless you thought it had a bomb in it, but that would be the last thing you do would be open it if you thought it had a bomb in it. It just made no sense whatsoever. 
I mean, good God. So ridiculous. Um, the other thing that was interesting about last night is Shanae. First off, her entrance, her her little video at the beginning of the show where they have a, you know, a three to five second clip of all the contestants of her sitting there with a fire going on in the background. That was genius. So props to whoever came up with that. Very good stuff. But here's a perfect example. You know, I guarantee you've watched the first two episodes. You're like, God, what's so bad about Shanae? She's acting. Yeah. Cause she's acting like a normal human. Again, most people that watch the show have an absolute ridiculously short memory when it comes to the show, but all you got to do is go back to January of this year and Clayton's season and you watch those episodes that Shanae was on and whether or not that she was putting on an act or whether or not she was doing it for TV purposes or whether or not she was doing it for production, the bottom line was she came across as literally one of the meanest people they've ever had on this show. Like, the shrimp stuff wasn't mean, but the way she acted towards Genevieve. Like, it just wasn't nice. She wasn't a nice girl to the other women in the house. Period. End of story. Now, she might have done that as an act, but again, all we can do is go off what we saw on television. You know? So, but then you watch her last night, and you're like, what's wrong with her? Nothing. Because she didn't act like how she acted on Clayton's season. And maybe she knew to go in and do that and act that way. But that's exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to villains versus someone who's not a villain. She's clearly going on for a redemption edit. She got it. She's almost practically acknowledging it. Like, hey, Sinead's not a villain this time. You know what I mean? This is exactly what I'm talking about. But while she's acting great so far and there's no drama so far with Sinead, I'm just telling you, nine months ago, she was the most hated woman in America when it came to this show. Everybody thought she was over the top. She was cruel. She was bullying Elizabeth. She was saying bad things about someone who had, she wasn't buying somebody's story about being ADHD. Remember all this? So yes, while you watch Shanae now, just remember what you were saying about her nine months ago. Don't forget that. All right. I'll have more on the site today in regards to what's going on in the bachelor world. Yesterday was a group date, which means that in the first episode, you had two group dates and a one-on-one. Well, with yesterday being a group date, that means that Sunday's was also was not a group date. They're going to have in episode three, they're having two one-on-ones and a group date because there were 15 women on yesterday's group date. It was a football date at Moore Park College at Griffin Stadium, and there was a team of eight and a team of seven. I have all the women that were on the date. One team was blue. One team was yellow, and essentially they played tackle football. It was basically like Clayton's, exactly like Clayton's. They were in helmets and shoulder pads, and they played tackle football. Jesse Palmer and Hannah Storm were the quote-unquote announcers for the game like they always do. Hannah Storm is basically the new Fred Willard. She comes to any athletic competition date on this show and does the announcing part of it. Also, um, basically... Let's see what happened here in my notes. Uh, two women ended up getting hurt. I don't know how much, how how bad the injuries were, but two women did get hurt. Every time a girl got tackled, it seemed like Zach came out and attended to them. 
Um, the winning team interacted with the audience. There was a drum line that played. The audience rushed the field when the winning team won, and they sprayed uh, bottles of champagne. I believe the yellow team won. The yellow team. Hold on. Let me look at the notes here. Um, Yeah. There were seven on the blue team and eight on the yellow team. Oh, I'm sorry. The blue team won. And then the uh, audience got to uh, kind of party with them on the field and spray champagne. But, you know, eventually when I list out all the names and stuff like that, you'll have all this information. I just don't need to do it now. There's no need to. And um, what was the other thing? But that was yesterday's date. But that that's interesting because usually in episodes two and three in L.A., before they leave to go start travel, they usually do the same thing in each episode. Two groups and a one-on-one. Well, episode two had two groups and a one-on-one, but considering 15 women were on this date and there's probably 18 or 19 left to start this episode, that means one group date, two one-on-ones, and probably two or three women that did not get a date this week. Although it's possible. It is possible they had 17 women left entering this episode. And... 15 were on the group date and two one-on-ones. That's possible as well because I don't have the exact number of how many were eliminated the first night and how many started episode number three. But with 15 on this date, there's not another group date this episode. So 17 women will be on dates, the 15 that were on yesterday's and the one-on-one on Sunday and the one-on-one today. I don't know where today's uh, one-on-one is at. But, um, yeah, it would be interesting to, to see how you know what goes down uh, with everything, but football date was apparently same thing as you always have, just tackling, and none of the girls could really play, and it wasn't much of a game, you know, just but tackling and <laughs> Zach going out there and attending to the women who were tackled. You know what else was funny, and this has to do with The Bachelor, but it aired during Bachelor in Paradise, is Jesse Palmer coming on for his commercials to apply for the show, yet last night during Bachelor in Paradise... He's saying something about Sally's suitcase is lonely. Why don't you not be lonely and apply to be on The Bachelor? It's like this show basically knows and treats its audience like they're dumbasses. And I don't want to say everybody is, but it just kind of shows that they understand that not a lot of, in fact, a majority of their audience doesn't understand the filming schedule of this show. You know, the fact that they showed Rachel in the previews for Bachelor in Paradise. How many times have you heard in an interview with Rachel since her season ended of somebody asking her, hey, did you go down to Paradise this summer? Rachel's like, I don't know. You're going to have to watch. It's like, again, this just shows that people don't know the filming schedule. And the other thing is them saying apply to be The Bachelor when they're literally a week into filming. So now this show is casting 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. If they're interested in somebody, they just hold on to their info and they'll contact them as they get closer to the season. But applying to be on The Bachelor, you're not applying until Bachelor 2023, which doesn't start airing or start filming until this time next year. So, you know, September of 2023, you're a year away from even, or not a year, but that's when it starts filming. You're going to have to obviously go through steps to, go through casting before then. But yeah, it's just, it's all sorts of ridiculous. The fact that they're still doing that on their promos and their commercials for the show. And the other thing I always hear about when it comes to this show, we've heard this when I've had past contestants on the Thursday podcast 
is, you know, I always ask them, you know, how did you get cast? And some of them were like, oh, I got contacted and someone reached out to me. I had no idea. Someone nominated me. But we've heard a few times where women were like, I just went through a breakup, decided to go online and fill out an application. In the history of this show, has any guy been watching The Bachelorette and said, I want to go on that show and went online and filled out an application after a night of drinking wine? Probably not, which is kind of weird when you think about it. Basically just goes to show that most guys that go on this show are recruited. They're recruited or they're handed down from a past contestant that said, why don't you contact him? Or they're reached out through, through modeling agencies, anything like that. But no guy has ever been cast on this show. And I grant it, I haven't interviewed every single male who has ever applied for the show, but I guarantee none of them said, here's an application I'm going to fit online. They were contacted first and then went through all that stuff. And I've always found that interesting because we've heard so many stories of women saying, oh, after a night of drinking and my boyfriend broke up with me, I just decided to apply. So the other way around, never have men apply. Here's something interesting. Do you know what today is? Today is October 4th. 32 years ago today, the premiere of Beverly Hills 90210 hit the air. I was, so this would have been 19, October of 1990. I would have been, so I started high school in, gosh, September of 89. So this would have been my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. And I didn't watch Beverly Hills 90210 in high school. I didn't start watching it till college because it lined up with, I just started watching. It became a appointment television, and we had watch parties in my dorm room in college. But, yeah, that's when I really got into it. And um, I did an interview with Sherry Weiss. And um, I, I I really I, – I, I posted it on my Twitter yesterday, and I'll probably include it in the column when I have a column up either later today or tomorrow. And it was about an hour of me just talking about it. Sherry is an encyclopedia when it comes to the show. I thought I knew a lot. She knows way more than I do because she, I've only seen the first three. I've only seen the high school years probably twice. Those seasons I've only seen twice. The college years I've probably seen five to six times each. And then the post-college years I've maybe watched season eight two or three times, nine and ten maybe once, maybe twice. I just, I lost interest after college, but, um, it was so much fun talking about this show with an, uh, you know, for an hour with her. I'm going to put that up. If you want to go check that out, it'll be on my website, uh, later on today or, or tomorrow. Cause I don't know when the, uh, column is going up because with two episodes, Monday and Tuesday of bachelor in paradise, you know, we'll see how it goes. By the way, bachelor in paradise, Every Monday and Tuesday in the month of October. So we have 10 episodes. Like Technically, the last Tuesday is November 1st, but we have 10 episodes, four hours a week for the next five weeks of this show. And I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Like You guys get bored. You think it's too much when The Bachelor airs 10 or 11 episodes over the course of two and a half months. Now you're getting it all. This show, you're getting it all in one month. You're getting 10 episodes. You're getting four hours of television every Monday and Tuesday in the month of October. That is crazy. And already you can hear the people chirping. Why don't you show us the love stories? Why don't we get the love story? You focus on the drama. What did I tell you? 
I told you it two weeks ago. I told you it last week. If you're watching this show for a love story, you are watching the wrong show. Do you really think they're going to focus on love stories on a show where 44 people show up at some point this season and they're making up storylines about vibrators and waffle irons in suitcases? No, they're not focusing on love stories. Brandon and Serene get engaged at the end of this thing and they got what? How much airtime last night? 10 seconds, maybe? That's not what people are going to be talking about. They're going to be talking about the reenactment of the Sally stuff. They're going to be talking about Shanae. They're going to be talking about Genevieve and Haley's crying. That's what this show is. That is what this show is now. You have to come to that realization. There's no need to complain. If you complain that they're focusing too much on the drama, I'm sorry, but it's your fault. You're the one watching, and they've done it every season for eight weeks, eight, eight years. Eight seasons of Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelor and Bachelorette. That's all they focus on. You'll get a love story here and there, but the main point of these shows is drama and cattiness and fighting and crying. That's what the show is. So if your mom tells you to take your hand off the stove and you keep putting your hand on the stove and burning yourself, whose fault is that? That's what this is. This show is the hot stove. You keep coming back to it, so you can't complain when it's the same thing every season. All right, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. We've got some other stuff to get into tomorrow. We'll talk more about episode three of Paradise. I will have a reader emails column up tomorrow. I definitely started working on that yesterday. And so get any reader emails in that you want as well, and we'll cover some stuff. I'll hopefully get some more information on uh, Bachelor-related things. But anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And we will talk to you tomorrow. See you!